If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is one of those nights where it was telegraphed. It was telegraphed uh, in the the afternoon time what the top story in sports was going to be for our show. And the actual Dodger-Astro game takes a back seat. We have plenty of time to get to that, and certainly we will dissect a glorious couple of days for justice in Major League Baseball. But 
justice took a pause, if you will, uh, because when just when you assumed the position that the cheating Astros story could not get any more absurd, any more bizarre, Rob Manford, well, he said, you know what? Hold my beer is what he said. I, I don't know if you saw what the overlord of baseball did or not. Maybe you missed it. In the event that you did, Major League Baseball, led by the commissioner, has suspended the great Joe Kelly eight games for his glorious actions during Tuesday's Dodger win against the Astros. Now, Major League Baseball, a lot of chutzpah on this one. They decided in their wisdom that Kelly intentionally threw in the head area of Alex Bregman. Now, Fortunately, Bregman doesn't have a brain, so he was in no danger. Uh, and uh, they're also upset because Kelly uh, was was accused of taunting, even though he was merely responding to that punk Carlos Correa following a strikeout where Kelly schooled Carlos Correa. Uh, so you know, the minions around Rob Manfred, the commissioner, are trying to justify the move. They claim that Kelly is a repeat offender. Oh, my God, he's, he's a career criminal. Joe Kelly, they're painting him as a career criminal. Now, fortunately, Kelly is appealing, and he will likely win his appeal, but he will still be suspended. It won't be eight games likely when it's all said and done, but he'll be suspended maybe half of that. Uh, or, or more, he was available. He did not get into the game on Wednesday. Another Dodger win. They own the Astros. Ever since the Astros got caught cheating, they can't beat the Dodgers. I don't know how that happened. Uh, more on that later. Also, Dodger manager Dave Roberts was also suspended uh, one game. He served that in Houston. So let us discuss the question. What are your takeaways from Rob Manford's Harsh punishment of Joe Kelly. Now, I've got the Peter Principle, Law and Order, and Commissioner Maller. The debut of Commissioner Maller. Now, we will tie all these together. Let's start with this. It seems, A, like Joe Kelly, what he has done here is rip the scab right off for Rob Manfred. It is an open wound, gushing and oozing pus from Rob Manford. This suspension is so over the top that it deserves every Maller monologue to be about this. One of the five most embarrassing moments I have witnessed in my life as a baseball fan and as a radio gas bag is what happened to Joe Kelly. Is everyone at the league office asleep? Are they all dirty? Is every one of them dirty? We are calling for a Rob Manford war tribunal. All right? Now, does he have some kind of under-the-table, double-secret handshake deal with the Astros? Is that what he's got? This is right out of a mob movie. This is like 1980s New York, right? This is Manford. He's the underboss offering to help cover up the dirty activity uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there was money being exchanged here. It's so unbecoming for the supposed role of a commissioner, what has happened here. And if the 29 other ball clubs and their owners, of course, Houston is all on board on this, but if any of these people have integrity, uh, 
they would call an emergency owners meeting, have the gavel, bang the gavel, demand an independent investigation, and consider immediately suspending Rob Manford from his duties as commissioner of baseball. Who says no? Nobody says no. Anyone want to object? No one's objecting. None of you are objecting. Right? Let's call this gutless puke what he is. He's a gutless puke. Call him to the carpet. Imagine when he gets called to the carpet, he'll be tap dancing and they'll have that flop sweat all over his forehead. Manford is a Harvard-educated labor lawyer. That's what he is. He's in no business being a commissioner of a sports league. He's a former baseball investigator. And this is the living embodiment of the term Peter Principle. Rob Manford is the example of the Peter Principle. He started out as a 29-year-old Ivy League guy who was hired by baseball in a labor situation. He kept getting promoted. This is back in the in the 80s. He kept getting promoted until he reached his highest level of incompetence. And now he's going to remain there for what till he dies? 32 years. He has been getting paychecks to do the the business of the baseball world there behind the ivory towers in that Manhattan bubble. Now, part B of this, baseball has a systemic problem with fairness. Now, maybe they don't care. Maybe they've decided, hey, we're going to be more like Vince McMahon and professional wrestling, and we've got a KFOB going on and all that. But it doesn't appear to be that way, at least among the players and their reactions. But Rob Manfred has compounded one mistake with another one. It was like, you know, I made a mistake, and rather than copping to it, you're like, nah, nah, let me make another one, right? The lesson is staring you right between the eyes. Cheating is fine. You will be given a hall pass if you cheat with Rob Manfred as the commissioner, but if you dare punish any of the players that cheat, you will be sent to Siberia, and you will be tagged a vigilante of baseball. What sense does that make? Like, baseball's been around since the the uh, late 1800s, and as far as I know, as far as I go back, and people when I was a kid would always regale me with stories about on-field justice and teams settling scores, uh, and that it didn't matter if somebody got suspended or not, the players would take care of it on the field. Are, are we in, in a totally... Uh, different pussy willow time now where that's outlawed. Even that is, I know everything's changed and it seems it's trying to change everything, but we've gotten rid of that. An entire roster, and many of them are still on the Astros, many of the key players, the 2017 Astros, cheated, and Rob Manford gave them impunity. The guys had reckless disregard for the rules of baseball. They used trash cans, whistles, buzzers, right? Hey, check him for the buzzer, right? All of that. All kinds of other illicit means to get an unfair advantage with technology. And Joe Kelly, listen, this guy, say what you want about Kelly. He believes more in law and order than the commissioner of baseball, right? Wrap your mind around that one. Kelly throwing some chin music, which didn't even make contact with Bregman, and he gave the pouty lips to Carlos Correa. That's touched a nerve, right? Manford has been emasculated. He knew he was being emasculated. 
Uh, they follow social media. They pay attention to that. I, I think a lot of social media stuff's bull crap, but the people that work at baseball make a, a big deal about it. Joe Kelly is more of an enforcer than the guy who's actually hired to be the person who upholds the standards and the principles of the sport of professional baseball, which explains the absurd suspension that was handed out. Manfred, the commissioner, he, he acted here as the getaway driver. Right? He's the getaway driver. You don't want to take away that little piece of metal, the championship trophy. You don't want to punish any of the players that cheated. You know what that makes you? You are aiding and abetting criminal activity. That's what you, you're co-conspirators, what you are. This is a clumsy and unnecessary punishment. Eight games. Now, it'll be knocked down, but right now it's eight games of what's left of a 60-game season. At the time of the suspension, there were 55 games left. So double nickels, which is akin to 23-and-a-half game punishment in a 162-game season. He's going to lose $375,000, depending on how the appeal goes. But it is 14 and a half, almost 15% of what's left of the season. It's over 13% of the full 60-game season. For context on how redonkulous this really is, take a look at the Astros' dugout. There's a player still playing for Houston, a racist named Yuli Gurriel, who made that famous gesture... During Game 3 of the 2017 World Series, very offensive to our brothers and sisters in the Asian community, in the dugout, he was caught on camera by racist. Fox making the racist eye gesture. Guriel was not suspended right away in the World Series. No, they let him play the rest of the World Series. They delayed it, Rob Manford. Uh, he was then eventually suspended five games in 2018. At the beginning of the season, when they played 162, that, that is 3%. Guriel got a 3% suspension for being a racist on the field in uniform. And Joe Kelly didn't even hit anybody, right? Didn't even hit anybody and didn't, like, approach the Astros. He was walking to the dugout. The Astros were actually the aggressor. They couldn't handle the body language. They're such wimps on the Astros' side that they wanted a confrontation. They were the ones that wanted a confrontation. Joe Kelly was walking towards the Dodger dugout. He didn't want that. And he got a suspension of almost 15%. How about this? Rugnan Odor. Remember the, the short star, the second baseman for the Rangers. All right? This is one of the great highlights Ooh. in the last couple of years. Rugnan Odor. This guy connected on a roundhouse right. Bam! Just like that. To the chin of Toronto's Jose Bautista. And he was given an eight-game suspension. He connected on a punch... That if Batista's head had hit the ground the wrong way, could have put him in a coma. You know the drill. When you punch somebody, what can happen when their heads hit the ground? So that he got a, a less than 5% of the season suspension for actually punching someone in the face at second base. All right, last word. So if Major League Baseball had a legitimate leader, they would not be in this pickle. None of this would have happened. The baseball community has lined up in support of Joe Kelly, and that has really poured jet fuel on top of this for Rob Manford. Even the umpires, think about how absurd this looks, the suspension. The umpires who were at that game the other night did nothing on the field after Joe Kelly had 
control issues. I say that in air quotes. Why? Because even the umpires knew, you know what? He didn't hit him. That's fair. The Astros deserved it. They deserved it. Take your medicine and call it a day. So here is what Commissioner Maller, I have now appointed myself the commissioner of baseball. Commissioner Maller, here's what I would have done. Here's what I do. I call Joe Kelly. I say, Joe, I know it's social distancing and all that crap, but you got to come to my office. All right? You got to come to my office. I then fine him, do not suspend him. I fine him a couple of bucks for optics so the softies amongst us are happy. Uh, Nobody got hit. The fight that people wanted to happen did not happen. Again, and Kelly walked to the Dodger dugout. He had some gyrations. I loved him. I wish he had done more. Right? I wish he had done some more offensive gyrations. I enjoyed all that. But the Astros were the ones that they were approaching the Dodgers. It wasn't the other way around. And so they escalated the situation with their words. So here's the other thing I would do as commissioner. I would then put Joe Kelly on double secret probation. And I would go wink, wink is what I would do, right? And then as I'm done with the meeting as the commissioner and Kelly walks out, I would pat him on the ass and say, good job by you. Good job by you. I couldn't do what you did. I'm glad you did it. I hope more players do what you did. That's what a real commissioner of baseball should do. Now, meanwhile, equally disgusting are some factions of the baseball media establishment who are carrying the water for Rob Manford and his incompetence. Right? These toe lickers, now fortunately they're being exposed, many of them. Uh, I love old school baseball. I'm glad it's not totally dead. I'm glad it's not totally dead. The players have made so much money for so long in baseball, it's pretty much been wiped away. Uh, despite the wussification of everything, at least there's a glimmer. There's a little bit of a glimmer of this still left in the game of baseball, and that is a good thing. That's a positive thing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope all is well with you. We're back at it again. And back to the diamond we go. That big showdown series on national cable television. FS1 had the game between the Dodgers and the Astros the other night. And then ESPN took over. Now, it it took some free baseball. It did not end in nine innings. But when everything was said and done, when the final seconds ticked away of the clock, even though there's no supposedly no clock in baseball, the Dodgers stood tall in the two-game set. Now, I don't know if you watched either one of these games. They've certainly been talked about a lot on Sports Talk Radio the Dodgers and the Cheaters, and in the event that you missed it, just the game on on Wednesday here, uh, Edwin Diaz cranked a two-run 
dinger in the 13th inning, and the Dodgers won 4-2. to two. So the game actually went through the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, and, and then finally the 13th. So four innings of free baseball. That must have given the league office heart palpitations. They were probably so upset by that. But the uh, in the end, the Dodgers KO the chumps from Texas. Now there's a lot to do in the post-mortem on these two games. So let's jump right into it. We're not going to just put our toe in the water. We are going to do a Belly whopper in the water is what we're going to do. All right, so uh, what do you make of the big blue wrecking crew waking up after losing a couple games to the Giants and coming back into Houston and taking care of business? Now, I've got overdosed, emperor, and foaming, and we will combine all these things together. Now, first of all, it goes without saying, but I'm on radio, so I'll say it anyway, that these two wins do not... Close the wound. This does not close the wound from the 2017 World Series. However, it beats the alternative. It beats the alternative. And after the unfortunate news of Rob Manford dinging Joe Kelly, that was featured in a previous Mallard monologue. If you missed that, go back, download the podcast, and you can listen to it later. Uh, so Manford decided to handcuff, gag, and put the put in the bag Joe Kelly for eight games. Now, Kelly's appealing. Uh, and uh, Joe Kelly, the enforcer, Manford, not the enforcer, even though he wants to be the enforcer. The, the Dodgers did not have a, a whole lot going on offense in this particular game, but they, they did enough to squeeze out another enjoyable win, thanks to Edwin Rios, uh, who saved the bacon of a couple of Dodgers. Now, Dave Roberts was suspended for this game. Bob Guerin was the operating manager, but I have a feeling that Dave Roberts was telepathically sending messages or some other way there. Uh, but uh, getting the broom out was, it was therapeutic. It was a nice thing there. In fact, when the game ended and I saw the faces of some of those dorks over on the Astros side walking off the field, the loser, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I almost overdosed on schadenfreude. I almost did. And in my head, I heard the music playing in my head as the Dodgers won the game and they were doing the victory celebration there. I was playing the schadenfreude tune in my head. That's how excited I was. It's true. Uh, so I, I took a lot of joy in watching the Astro batters get twisted into pretzels at home plate in these two games. Now, that said, the Dodger mindset, would have been the featured headline had the game gone the other way, and it was up until the 13th inning. It was anyone's game, and uh, we would have featured an assault at the the mantra of Dave Roberts, who wasn't at this game. But I was actually texting my fellow Dodger apologist as the game was progressing here, and uh, would it kill the Dodgers to bunt? That was the... That was the phrase that was being passed around. Uh, I know it's against the franchise charter. It's been that way for a long time. But because of this Fugazi phantom runner rule that Rob Manford has shoved down everyone's throat, this was a golden opportunity uh, to, to go to old school baseball, right? But bunting, you are frowned upon if you bunt. And the Dodgers wanted no part of that. They didn't even attempt to bunt. Uh, in the 10th inning, Corey Seager led off with a runner on second. Two pitches and a line out to second. Two pitches, right? And then in the 11th inning, again, runner on second because of the baseball rule, Edwin Rios, he had a five-pitch at bat. He struck out swinging. Can't bunt, right? 12th inning, Corey Seager, he had a two-pitch at bat. 
And his A.B., he lined out the left. And then finally in the 13th inning, I guess the fourth time is the charm, Rios came back and he had a six-pitch at bat. And then he hit a cutter 368 feet the opposite direction into the night for the dinger. And the Dodgers ended up having a happy ending to this two-game series. Now, secondly, the Astros. Is there a more arrogant baseball team than this bunch of donkeys? I I, I don't think there is. I, I do not think there is a more arrogant group than the Astros and their activity there over the last couple of years, strutting around like a peacock while playing fast and loose with the rules and then being upset when people get upset with them because they were cheating, right? And that makes the agony of defeat all the more enjoyable if you don't think that these guys on the astros wanted to take it to the dodgers you are not that bright you're not that intelligent they they not only needed big brother how how embarrassing is they needed their big brother to bail them out rob manford who i'm now convinced is a closet astro fan and he obliged with the suspension he was the co-conspirator he let him get away with it. Now he's like, oh, no, no, how dare you? I protected these, these people, and I will protect them again. Like, like the father. That's unbelievable. Uh, and so then to see the Astro players have been emasculated at home plate. Now, Jose Altuve, George Springer, and Alex Bregman, three of the biggest beneficiaries of what took place in 2017, the illicit espionage scheme that is the biggest scandal in baseball in the modern era. I go all the way back to the Black Sox, and it's on par with that, what happened. They cheated in a World Series. White Sox threw a World Series. The Astros cheated in a World Series. But those three guys, Altuve, or we call him on the show, Albuve, George Springer, and that punchable Alex Bregman, 0 for 21. Altuve was 0 for 9. Bregman was 0 for 7. And Springer was 0 for 5. He did not start the game uh, on Wednesday night. So on the early season now, and I know it's very early, but the season doesn't go that long. And as Yogi Berra would say, it gets late early, especially this year. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman are batting 174 on the young season. They look like Pete Rose or Tony Gwynn next to George Springer, who is hitting a robust 048. I think that's an interstate somewhere, 048 uh, for George Springer. I think that will also sink your battleship. I think that could could sink your battleship. So uh, the whole it's early crowd, this looks like an emperor has no clothes type of situation and I hope it is the way that I'm seeing it right now and the way it appears to be. And what I mean by that is there's, there's many people in the media who have been unwilling to admit the truth. Some of these wise guys have been telling us that the cheating didn't really help the Astros. It didn't. In fact, it was actually, for some of them, it was a, an obstacle they had to overcome. But without the trash cans, without the whistles, the buzzers, and the pyrotechnics, they would be fine. They told us, the wise guys said, don't worry, they're going to be fine. Well, a week into the season, they look buck naked, <laughs> all right, at home plate when they don't know what is coming. Uh, we said 
back in the day, we said this is probably what's going to happen. And, uh, and and we also put it out, if it didn't help them, why did they do it all the way through the World Series? It makes no sense. It's illogical. Now, final thought. I want to give a big tip of the microphone and the headphones to the Bulldog, a hero of the 1988 Dodgers. Now, he has mostly played it down the middle in the booth, and he tries to be like Switzerland on the Dodger broadcast. Now, a lot of people don't see this because the Dodgers were like an imitation-only television audience up until till this year, but I've watched some of the games over the years, uh, whether they be legally or illegally, and uh, however, by, by any means possible. So I happen to be watching the Dodger TV feed mostly. I did flip over to the Astros side a couple times, but I was mostly watching the Dodger feed. And Hershiser, to his credit, did not hold back, of course, by his standards. And I love it because Oral Hershiser broke a gentleman's agreement in the broadcast community, the brotherhood of baseball broadcasters. There is this pinky promise, okay, there's this pinky promise among broadcasters to downplay and to not talk about the cheating and move on and be positive, and that's a negative story for baseball. You're supposed to be rah-rah and all that. Well, Hershiser, and we have some audio we're going to play here in a sec, Hershiser unloaded on Jose Albuve. In fact, the Bulldog, I, I couldn't see him because he wasn't on camera, but I think he was foaming at the mouth. There was foam coming out. Like a dog with rabies. Uh, so let's take you now to Houston. This is the Dodger TV broadcast, which came out of L.A., but they were watching on television and calling the game off television. It was the fifth inning, game tied, 1-1, runner on first, Jose Albuve. He's at the plate. It's a 1-2 pitch. That's the game situation. Here is Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser on Dodger TV describing the end of the Altuve at bat. Strike three call. Perhaps guessing something else. Two out. Guessing's harder than knowing. Boom! Boom! So Davis sets him up, right? Any good comedy team, you need the straight guy and then you need the comedian. They were both kind of uh, straight guys on this. But uh, Davis, the the play-by-play guy, said perhaps guessing something else. And Hershiser responded, guessing is harder than knowing, which is kind of obvious. That's as close, as rambunctious as those broadcasts are going to get. It was a nice, subtle jab, right? Subtle jab at Al Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. Absolutely. All right, this is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about all of that? It is fair game here at 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six. Now we're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. If you'd like to be part, we have a board still packed with blind callers. Let's take another blind caller. We have Blind Sea Bass, who is deep in the woods outside Nashville. Hello, Blind Sea Bass. Ben, who's on first? I don't know. No, he's on third. Say what? Anyways, yeah. All right. What? He's on second. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. No, I I, have to, I agree with you with your your first monologue that anybody if, if you're playing the Astros or the Red Sox that you should be able allowed to throw at them and not get suspended. Yeah, 
Of course, and, and, and people that work at baseball know this, but they're so embarrassed because they didn't do their jobs, right? Do your exactly. job. Yeah. All right, we agree. They need to, Let's and get... they need, like I said, like, the, the time before when I called you on one of my rants, they need to get Manford out of there. He's ruining the game. I listen. I agree with you. Even a blind guy in Nashville knows this. I mean, what what more needs to be said? The blind community has spoken. How do you feel to be part of a blind takeover of the show? Oh, I love it. It's yeah. about time you know we kind of rise up and you know because we can do we can do things that people can see. It just it takes us a little bit more, and we got to put yeah. a little bit more work into it. But we can still do the same things. Like every night, I cook for myself on the stove. Good, good job by you. And I got to tell you, Blind Sea Bass, that uh, there's a lot of guys, I, based on the email I get, there's a lot of guys who are watching these sporting games that wish they were blind with all the protesting going on. They're like, I don't want to see that. I'm not watching. Well, you don't have to watch. You don't have to see any of it, Blind Sea Bass. You're, you're exactly. avoiding all of it. You have an advantage. There you go. Yep. But, right. Ben, always remember. While you're fighting alligators, don't forget to clean out the swamp. Have a good one, my brother. All right. Uh, there he goes. It's a secret, secret code thing. I, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess you got to be blind to understand that, I think. I think that's uh, part of the blind thing. Uh, let's go to Kathy in Portland as we continue the all-blind radio. Hello, Kathy. Good morning, sir. Hello to you. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, but I don't understand, nonetheless, if you, is it okay to throw a ball at a guy's head at 90 miles an hour? I mean, it's one thing to throw a ball at a guy but at his head. Well, that's why they wear helmets, in case they get hit in the head. They have helmets on. Okay. It doesn't seem like it's quite right somehow. I think well, what, you what, what, what do you want to make it like everything else, Cassie, Kathy? Why don't we put up like a uh, plastic thing around the batter so they can't get hit? How about that? Would you no, like I that? just don't or think it's gonna, right you know, quite we, to we aim put, at their head. We, we put nets up all over the cardboard cutouts in these stadiums so no cardboard cutouts are hit with foul balls. Maybe we hey, put, did like, you see that one of them was and, hit? One of them yeah, was I, hit. Did I, you see that the other day? That was well, you, really pretty funny. Well, you didn't see that. You're blind. How care, How dare you? Well, now you're, you're, you're claiming you're not blind. I, I, I'm upset by that because I, I no, promoted that, this as the blind. Point. No, I didn't yeah. see it. I just heard about it on the radio. I but it does seem uh, an incredible injustice that a guy gets suspended for 13% of the season. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. It's dumb. Mob Manfred screwed up, and he compounded the problem by screwing up again. He's an embarrassment. And the owners, who, they're going to let them get away with it. I would be surprised if they do it. They should do something, but they won't do anything. Manford should have just given a double wink to Joe Kelly and said, I have to pretend like I'm going to punish you, but I actually loved what you did. It was great. And then, uh, you know, walk out the room and that's it. Maybe you find him a couple of bucks, that's all. How does it work? Um, I'm sorry to show you my ignorance, but how does it work when a pitcher gets suspended? Um, it doesn't really impact the teams as much, does well, it? Because they well, don't play every game anyway, right? Well, starting pitchers don't, but Joe Kelly is a relief pitcher, so he, you know, he pitch every other game. So he probably like talking about eight games. He might pitch in four of the eight, or you know, maybe oh, okay. three of the I'm eight. I'm sorry to show you my ignorance. Obviously, all I watch is basketball. What can I say? There you go. Again, you listen to basketball, and you'll be listening to basketball starting on Thursday night because uh, the games. We'll be back for Mickey Mouse's Land. All right, thank you, Kev. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Kubaloo, what do we have? All right, Ben. Uh, Aaron Rodgers gave an interview earlier this week where he admitted that he was bummed about the uh, Jordan Love pick, and uh, he realizes that the Packers are likely to move on from him soon. Ben, do you have any bets on where Rodgers will next uh, end up? Well, of course I do. It's Sports Talk Radio. We spin the wheel of speculation. Uh, now, Rodgers, he's going to turn 37 in December, so that means that I don't think the market's going to be burgeoning, even though Rodgers is a legend and all that stuff. Some teams don't don't want to take on the older quarterback. The Packers can get out of that contract in 2022. There's an out in the contract, but he'll likely be traded before then. I would keep an eye on the Chicago Bears Assuming that Rodgers wants to get a pound of revenge against his old team, the Packers, go to a division rival. Remember when Aaron, uh, Brett Favre, he had a stop to the Jets, but he eventually came back and played for the Vikings. Also, the Cowboys, if Dak Prescott ends up leaving, uh, I'd also keep the Raiders out there. The Patriots are all possibilities for Aaron Rodgers. All right, next. Then there was a report on Tuesday that the Cavaliers have some serious interest in LaMelo Ball. Uh, the Cavs have had a number of high lottery picks in recent history, some panning out like LeBron and Kyrie, and some not so much like that uh, that Canadian, uh, Anthony Bennett. Yes, that's what they call him, the Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ben, do you think that uh, LaMelo will pan out? Uh, well, would he pan out in Cleveland or would he pan out in general? In general. Like- uh, I, I believe in general, if he goes to the, uh, the right situation, of course he would. I, I don't think Cleveland's the right situation. He would be sequestered in Cleveland, and he would es- try to hit the escape button as soon as possible. And other than LeBron James, it's been all agony and no ecstasy for anybody who's played for the Cavs. And I know LeVar Ball would, would like, and he's the one calling the shots, he wants to get the Knicks involved. I think the Knicks would be the most fun because they suck all the time, and the New York tabloids with LeVar Ball and the Ball family would be great. So I'm pulling for the Knicks as a bloviating talk show host. Next! Uh, So last week you talked about Mike Tyson's comeback fight against Roy Jones Jr. and how it'll be entertaining. Now, Ben, uh, Tyson told TMZ this week that he'd kick Conor McGregor's ass in a boxing match. Yeah! Now, Ben, uh, Mayweather kicked his ass at like 40 years old, but uh, with Tyson at 54... Yeah, listen, I know we all know Tyson's no spring chicken here, but I campaigned for that fight. I wanted Tyson McGregor. I said that a couple months ago on the pay-per-view. It would be great. A motivated Mike Tyson would eat Conor McGregor's lunch. I'm a little worried, Tyson. He's become a peace, a bit of a peacenik here, and you know he's on the the ganja and all that. He's, but if he's into it, absolutely, uh, he would kill him. How do we do, Coop? You pass us it. There it is at the buzzer. Buzzer beater. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for. Time for. Well, hurry, hurry. I can hardly wait. 
Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And away we go. Here the floodgates have opened up. It is time now for wisdom, profound, insightful messages, sage advice, intelligence, and logic. Unless none of that is true, but it is Ask Ben and Friends. These are your questions and our answers for the rest of the hour submitted to Twitter with the hashtag AskBen, and we go over to Koopa Loop for the reading of the question. All right, Ben, we're going to start with a question for you. All right. Uh, this is from Will PG on Twitter. Uh, this is interesting. I don't know if he just got this mixed up or because I, I believe you, you like blue cheese dressing, right? Uh no, it's it's a it's a relative of ranch dressing. Yeah, I, he love it. He love it. Ranch is the devil's blood. Well, blue but, cheese is disgusting. But anyway, the question yeah. is: Would you rather give Brian Fenley a fatherly hug or consume a bottle of blue cheese dressing? Well, you know, social distancing. I can't hug Brian Fenley. Uh, yeah, so that would be off the table. Uh, no, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want bl- blue cheese dressing. Uh, hell no. I don't want any part of that. I just, no. I don't want to hug Brian Finley either. So none of the above. Kick him in the nuts, though, if you want. I'll do that. All right, uh, next. All right, this next question is for everyone. This is from Anthony in Anaheim. I'm going to tweak the question just a little bit. Uh, What's the worst hotel that you've stayed at in Vegas? Um, You know, the the worst. Are we allowed to name the hotel? Are we going to get in trouble? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's just say it was a hotel that OJ Simpson made famous. And I learned a valuable lesson that if you buy the cheapest room deal, they put you in the back of the hotel and it looks like a, uh, like a homeless shelter. Oh, I know what, I think I know what what hotel you're talking about. I just, I just went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but if you if you pay a little bit more, it's a very nice hotel, and it's the rooms are really cool. And <laughs> but I I bought the cheapest room one time, and I'm sitting there, and I was like worried I was gonna get like mugged. In they're gonna break down the door I in my think hotel. Mine's the same one too. Yeah. Okay. So we've had the same experience. Good. Uh, is that for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie doesn't really go to Vegas that much, though. I don't. Well, I, don't it, I actually, when I was uh, just out of college, I got a job in in Fresno, and they sent me every year for three years. It was awesome. They sent me to Vegas to cover the men's and women's Western Athletic Conference basketball tournament. I got to stay there for a week, all expenses oh, wow. paid, nice. and I watched basketball all day. It was awesome. But I did stay at a hotel that you might see something that looks like it in the deserts in Egypt. Uh, and the room was fine. The problem was, I think I was on the very, very bottom floor, and <laughs> oh, I see, heard yeah. slot machines and ding-ding-dings and <laughs> all night yeah. long, and they uh, never turn off, Ben, as you know. Uh, I, uh, it I was am, awful. Oh, uh, yeah, because the rooms kind of face uh, to yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, casino. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it mm-hmm. just... I, I couldn't sleep. They have they have like newer towers now that are separate from that. But yeah, if you stayed in the old school, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You get what you pay for. What about you, Roberto? <laughs> I think oh, he, I, yeah, mine the same one as yours. I believe it's the same one. Okay, so you had the same experience that I had. That you bought the cheapest room you could find online, and you went there. Yeah, and I thought like, I was in like in jail or something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it felt like a jail. It's in the back of the hotel. <laughs> it, it's uh, you you feel like you need you need a gun to, to yeah. survive. All right. Uh, what about you, Koo? Uh mine mine I think I can name because it no longer exists. 
Okay. The Riviera. Oh, yeah. The Riviera's been gone for a while. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That was a dump at the end there. Yeah. It, it used to be nice when it first you know, opened. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> when sure, Dean I'm, Martin was there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it was. But I mean, I'm like at the point where I've stayed at enough Vegas hotels where, like, when I went to this one and it had one of those, uh, you know, wall air conditionings that you see in like a motel. Yeah, bad sign. Yeah. It's a bad sign. Yeah, I got you. All right, let's pause for the cost here. We're going to have more of Ask Ben, your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour. Keep it coming in. Maybe you can sneak one on the air here. No guarantee, but hashtag Ask Ben. We'll get to those, and we'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And we get right back to Ask Ben, your questions, our answers. We have determined, by the way, that... Myself and Roberto were talking about different hotels that have yes. the same type of setup. Yours is one more for people that like uh, funny noses and uh, face paint, right? Bingo. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, what is next here, Koopa Loop, on Ask Ben and Friends? Uh, That's a question for you, Ben. All right. It's from Thomas in the 513. Hi, Thomas. When you worked at 690, did you get to work with Jim Rome? Uh, no, I worked with Hacksaw. Rome at that time was doing the show from LA and I worked in the San Diego studio. So I did not, uh, cross paths with Jim, but I did actually, I met Jim several times when, when he worked at the premier networks and at Christmas parties back when they used to have them and they were big, you know, amazing gala Christmas parties. And Jim was very nice. Uh, he used to read my website. He loved my website and he uh, was very happy. about I, I sat at a table with him at one of those Christmas parties and my wife just kept saying, look at his wife's ring. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so funny because, uh, you know, Jim, uh, you know, he, he li- I don't know if he still does. He lived in Irvine uh, at the time. And I grew up in Irvine. And, uh, but he lived in a much different part of Irvine than I, I could ever imagine. So it was, uh, it was an interesting time. But, yeah, I never, never worked with Jim Rome. All right. Uh, I, did, I did, interesting enough, Phil, I did the last Jim Rome show for the Premier Networks. Me and Lincoln Kennedy filled in. Jim had signed a contract with another company, and I did the last. I was in the jungle for like one day. All right, next. Uh, this question is for everybody. This is from Gordon. Uh, what did slash do your parents do for a living? Uh, well, my dad was uh, a computer engineer before computers became what they are today. They, they were big monstrosities. Um, dad, dad was very good at math. Uh, still is, I guess, although he's kind of old now. But uh, so he did that, and then my mom started uh, her own business, uh, which was pretty much sending out junk mail. And I used to help out; it was the family business. And then my dad uh, got laid off when I was like in high school, and then they just both worked worked their asses off in this business. And uh, so that was that. What about you, Eddie? Uh, my mom was mostly a housewife, but later in life, she did uh, become a teacher's aide. Uh, uh, and then my dad was retired from the army and then he retired from working for the state. He worked at a state hospital that, um, that treated, uh, developmentally disabled adults. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Giving back to the community. What about you uh, there, Roberto? My dad was a foreman here for a local fence company for many years. And then he ended up going to Lamps Plus and he was a truck driver there for a few years and now he's retired. Okay. And there my mom go. was mostly a house mom, but also towards the end, she worked as like a babysitter here and there and cleaning houses and stuff like that. I got you. What about you, Koopa Loop? Uh, my dad uh, has worked uh, in the like grounds departments for like different movie and TV studios. Uh-huh. Um, and then my mom 
she, I mean, I guess in the in my childhood, she worked mostly as my manager, but uh, la- later on in life, she became and still is a teacher. Oh, okay. Very cool. All right, keep it going. Let's try to get a quick one in here. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. This one's from Dave. Uh, for everyone, what's your favorite Bill Murray movie? Oh, Bill Murray. Per, uh, Groundhog. I mean, you can't go wrong with Bill Murray, but I, I Groundhog Day is uh, hilarious. Uh, but, you know, obviously the golf movie. What, what about you, Eddie? Quickly. Uh, I'll say Groundhog Day as well. All right, uh, Roberto. Ghostbusters, baby. Well, that's good. I'm yeah, afraid that's of no a, ghost. That's an ensemble cast. What about you, Coop Dillo? I guess Groundhog Day was kind of too. Yeah, but yeah. I, I like I like Moonrise Kingdom. What? What? Yeah. Come on, nobody Never says that. Coop. The come hell? on, you gotta go with a classic. <laughs> when you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.